morning, church. Truly thank God for another day of life and opportunity to be here to share the word of God with you. I'll be in St. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Before we read it, let us pray. God, we thank you for this time. I pray, God, that your word will speak to all of us. Uh, your word is transforming. And Lord God, I just pray that your word will help show us what it is that you're calling for us to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. It is so. Right, if you have your Bibles or if you're watching the screen, St. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And it says this, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. I want to talk to you today from what we see here in verse one that the disciple asked, this is the beginning of it. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. If you had the opportunity to talk to anyone in the world, who would you choose? If you were given the opportunity to talk to anyone in the world, who would you choose? I mean, this would be an uninterrupted conversation. In fact, you could pick the time, you could pick the place, you could pick the duration, you could pick why you're having this conversation, or even how this conversation goes about. Now, you've probably picked your person, probably picked the place and your scenario plan, how this conversation would go. I'm sure you would say at the end of it, this was a great conversation. But we all have an opportunity to have what I believe is the greatest conversation in the world, and that is with God. I'm not talking about little G-O-D, I'm talking about capital G-O-D, God, the one who is the creator of the world, the one who the word of God says is the one that for in him we live, we move, and have our being. I'm talking about the God that we just sung about that is a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, the light in the darkness. We have an opportunity to talk to that God, the same God who sent his one and only son to die for our sins. We have an opportunity to talk to that God. The question is, do we take the time to pray? What is prayer? According to Holman's Illustrated Bible Dictionary, prayer is defined as, and I quote, dialogue between God and people, especially his covenant partners. But with everything going on in your life, is prayer part of your daily schedule? I know life is busy, but is prayer part of your daily schedule? Are you finding time for prayer or you have to try to put prayer into your schedule or does prayer part of your daily life? The example I just gave with picking the time, the place, the duration, the, the how, the why. Well, we know with time we can pray in the morning, we can pray in the noon, we can pray at night. You can pray at home, you can pray in your car, on the bus. Pray wherever you go. You can pray for two minutes, a minute, five minutes, an hour. Or you can decide what you're going to pray about, whether it's for strength, you're praying for the community, you're praying for others by interceding for them. 
pray standing, you pray walking, you pray kneeling, you pray with your eyes open, your eyes closed. So we could pick a time, we could pick a place, we could pick the duration, we could pick the why, we can pick the how when it comes to prayer. And I believe that prayer is essential for us to be followers of Jesus. I believe prayer has to be a daily part of our lives. As I grew up, I heard things such as prayer changes things or family that prays together stays together. At my old church with the youth choir, we were singing songs such as Oh Happy Day. And there's a line in that song that says he taught me how to watch, fight and pray. Remember at prayer services, sometimes we would sing songs and hymns such as Sweet Hour of Prayer. So prayer, I believe, is essential for us to be followers of Jesus. Now you might say, well, I don't know how to pray or I do want to talk to God. And I believe that's where we find ourselves today in St. Luke chapter 11. Starts off by telling us that Jesus had just finished praying in a certain place. And one of his disciples, I don't know which one, came to Jesus and said, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Now, I don't know, maybe this disciple had heard about the teachings of John and he had saw the great effects that the teachings of prayer had on others. Maybe he had realized that prayer was something that was needed also for them. Have you ever met someone who you felt really praised? I mean, they don't just talk about talking to God. They actually spend time with God and you can see the effects of it because of the time they spent in prayer. Uh, In the book entitled When Ye Pray, written by Joy Haney, there in the foreword, one of her daughters, she shares a story and she says in it that there was this young man who at church quoted Psalm 23. And after he finished quoting it, uh, the church clapped. But then the, the pastor got up and said Psalms 23 as well. And everyone was crying. And the boy, he, he was curious. He said, well, why did everyone clap for me? But they wept when the pastor said it. And an older men, gentleman came to him and said, well, you know the scripture, but he knows the shepherd. What am I saying? I'm saying that sometimes we meet people or even we can see the value of spending time with God versus talking about wanting to spend time with God. I remember, again, at my old church, going to prayer services sometimes on Wednesday nights, and even my late grandfather in his old age, in his 90s, he would find himself kneeling to pray, to talk to God. Remember my other grandfather, my maternal grandfather, at at his house, he would take time to pray. I don't care what, what time of day it was, you could be there sitting in the living room, and as a kid, didn't really understand, but he would quietly get up, go to the back room, And he would pray. And we could hear the effects of his prayer because he would just find himself just getting happy and getting overwhelmed and saying something like, Yay, Lord, in that back room, praying. Thank you, Jesus. Just had a moment thinking about that. But we can see how powerful prayer is. I grew up hearing people say that I'm here because of the prayers of my grandparents or I'm here because somebody prayed for me. Somebody took the time to pray. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. 
Prayer is generational. I've heard people say, oh, I've been praying for my, my kids, my grandkids, or my future kids, or we see the effects of what prayer can do past generations. We see the power of prayer and how it can heal the sick. It can touch people. It can give us peace when we are in the midst of chaos. Just before the pandemic, I had talked with a, another pastor, and he had shared with me uh, some great advice. And one of the things that stood out to me that I'll never forget is he said, you know, when you meet someone and you're talking with them and they ask for prayer, pray for them right then. Don't, don't say you're going to pray for them and walk away, but pray for them right then. And I, I've started to implement that in my life, to pray for someone right then and there. Because maybe this disciple, he had either was a perpetrator or he had heard others say, hey, I'll pray for you. And that was the prayer. Like they went on with the day and they forgot about praying for the person. So maybe he said, Lord, teach us to pray. In Scripture, we see in St. Luke chapter 3 that Jesus, when he was getting baptized, the Bible says that as he was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. In Luke chapter 6, verse 28, the Bible says that Jesus, he told the people, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. Luke chapter 6, verse 12, Jesus went by a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. St. John, uh, St. Luke chapter 7, verse 18, the Bible says that John's disciples had came to Jesus asking him, are you the one we should look for or should we look to another? Chapter 9 of Luke, the Bible says, verse 18, that Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him. So maybe this disciple had heard some things and he had seen Jesus always spending time talking to God that we also need to do this, too. I mean, if Jesus is spending time praying, we also need to spend time praying. And I believe that there is something about prayer that we never will fully understand. However, we know that prayer is something that's needed for our daily lives. And Jesus responds to this disciple by saying, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. See that prayer is communication with God. It's conversation. It's not one way. It's God also speaking back to us. Just last year, March 2nd of 2020, uh, Focus on the Family, they had an article online entitled Prayer and the Difference It Makes. There was something that stood out to me in this article. They, they listed what prayer is not. They said prayer is not magic. Prayer does not make demands. Prayer is for our benefit, not God's. Prayer is not a guarantee against suffering. And also prayer is not an opportunity for us to show off. I'd like to add another one that I've learned in my time in seminary, that prayer is not limited to an event. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Amen. Just because you might have missed the prayer call or just because you might have missed the prayer service doesn't mean that prayer is over for the day. Yes, I understand the value of praying with others and the fellowship that we can have in prayer. But prayer is something we should do daily, consistently. 
Scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, that we are to pray continually. Another translation says to pray without ceasing. The Bible also lets us know that there is a wrong way to pray. It's recorded in St. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 7, that Jesus, he talked about, hey, when you pray, don't pray as the hypocrites. You want to make all these nice words and everything, but pray in your prayer room. Go in your secret place and pray. James 4 and 3 tells us that when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you spend what you get on your pleasures. Some people, they pray and they pray amiss because their motives are wrong. Not praying correctly. But you might say, well, why? Why should I bother praying? Why, Why should I pray? I believe because it is necessary. You continue reading in scripture, you see in St. Luke chapter 18, verse one, that Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray. And not give up. I also think that we should pray because there are some people who are depending on us. Have you ever met someone or someone came to you and they probably never wanted to bother you at all or they probably dislike the fact that you're a believer, you're a Christian. But when trouble came in their life, they say, hey, can you say a prayer for me? Scripture even tells us that in St. Mark chapter 9 that there was a gentleman whose son was possessed and he came to the disciples and said, hey, can you all do something? And they could not. And so the man brought his son to Jesus and said, I went to your disciples because they couldn't do anything with my son. And, And Jesus said, oh, wow. okay." And Jesus cast out the spirit. And the disciples go to Jesus privately and say, how come we couldn't do this? And Jesus says, this kind comes only by prayer. Another translation said this kind can only come by prayer and fasting. So we know that it's not just prayer. Sometimes it also requires fasting. And sometimes it's not just fasting. It also requires prayer. So I believe that there are people that are depending on us because they know that we say we walk with God. And I would say they believe that we spend time with God because we say we walk with God. One of the other things that really stood out to me during my time in seminary with a good friend of mine, I remember one time after class, actually it was during the break for class, he asked me, how can I pray for you? And I was shocked because I, I never had anyone ever ask me that. Yeah, there were times, you know, you might put your hand up for a prayer request, but never did anyone ask me, hey, just how can I pray for you? I mean, nothing was going on, right? <laughs> Sometimes we think, oh, well, if I'm sick or I have issues in life, I need prayer. But no, I, you just say, how, how can I pray for you? How can I talk to God to just say a prayer for whatever it is that you need God to work in your life? And so maybe we should pray just for, we could pray for others. At, at home, I just got a flip chart and I wrote down the names of family members some friends and other people in my life just so I intentionally could call out their names in prayer and not forget. So prayer could just be simple as just writing down a list, writing it out, writing out your prayer, or writing down names who you want to pray for, or having a prayer journal. Or you might also say, well, what should I pray about? I don't know about you, but when I step outside and turn on the news, there's a lot to pray about. We see the violence, we see wars, we hear about buildings collapsing. There's a lot to pray about. Matthew 9, verses 37 through 38. Jesus, he said that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray for the harvest. 
James 5 tells us about if there's any trouble or if there's any sick, sick among you to call on the elders to pray for you. But it goes on a couple of verses later. It says in verse 16 that the prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. Psalm 61 verses 1 and 2 says, hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer from the ends of the earth. I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Why should I pray? Well, we should pray for others. Jesus said in chapter 22 of Luke, verses 31 and 32, Simon, Simon, Satan has has asked to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. Simon, that your faith may not fail, and that when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. Some of us may know about Ephesians 6 that talks about the whole armor of God, putting on the whole armor. But sometimes people forget what happens in verse 18, which says, And pray in the spirit on all occasions and with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. There are reasons for us to pray. And I believe God wants us to spend time talking to him. And sometimes we might say, well, well, God already knows. But God, I believe, also just wants to hear you pray. It's through prayer that we build this relationship with the Lord. For, for we all know the value of communicating with others really strengthens relationships. Why not do this also with God? And we can do that through prayer, which can help strengthen our relationship with him. And also we should pray for ourselves. Luke chapter 22, verse 40. The Bible lets us know that Jesus, he says, pray that you will not fall into temptation. I was recently at a men's conference and there was a gentleman. He had said this. He said, there will be times when you won't get anyone to pray for you. And that's what we got to do. Sometimes we just also have to pray for ourselves and build that relationship with the Lord. A few verses later in Luke 22, verse 42, the Bible lets us know that Jesus, he was saying, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. You see in scripture that we should be honest with God because Jesus was even honest with God. I mean, he's he, this is what he came to do. <laughs> And right at the brink before he's about to be betrayed, he says, Lord, if there's another way, if you could just let this cup pass. But he says, you know what? Not your will, but thy will be done. And when you keep reading the scripture, you see that Jesus is, in fact, betrayed. He is sentenced to death. He is crucified on a cross, but it doesn't stop there. After he dies, he does rise again. And I believe he is coming back. But Jesus, he wants us to spend time to pray. So this disciple says, Lord, teach us to pray. As John taught his disciples. Charles Stanley in his book, How to Listen to God, he said this. When we tell God we don't have time for him, we are really saying we don't have time for life, for joy, for peace, for direction or for prosperity, because he is the source of all these the essence of meditation is a period of time set aside to contemplate the Lord, listen to him, and allow him to permeate our spirits. 
when we do, something happens within us that equips us to carry out our duties, end quote. So with all that I said, my closing question is, what will you do to make prayer more consistent in your life? What will you do to make prayer more consistent in your life? Please understand that this message is not to make anyone feel bad if you don't have a prayer life. This is to really encourage all of us because God is even dealing with me to just spend more consistent time in prayer, to be disciplined, to spend time with prayer. And if you already might say, I have a prayer life, well, remain steadfast, remain steadfast, spending time with the Lord, because I believe God wants that from you and from me. There was a hymn, another hymn. At my old church, we sung a lot of hymns, and there was a hymn that we would always sing, which was entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read the lyrics. <laughs> and it says, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our troubles, all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Last verse says, are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior is still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do, we, do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share your word. And God, I just pray that we'll all have a desire to grow more in you and our relationship with you. I pray, God, that we will pray for prayer, that we will want to spend more time with you, to meditate, to hear from you and for us to talk and commune with you. Lord, there's so much to pray for, not only for ourselves, but for others, for family, for those that are sick. Lord, there's an entire world that needs to hear your gospel. God, I just pray that we will be ones to want to pray, to not only build our relationship with you, but also be able to speak into the lives of others. And so, God, we just thank you for this time and share your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It is so. What a time in the Word. What a time in this uh, special message about teaching us how to pray. Thank you, Minister Kenneth, for that. We really appreciate that. Now it's for our section of Let's Talk About It. And uh, we're going to go through a few questions. And if we have any questions here in the church this morning, help us out and give us some questions if you have any. Um, one of the questions that I was thinking about when you were sitting over there was, what does time with God look like morning, 
in the afternoon. You mentioned a, a few uh, times where um, you know things may be quiet and things are kind of not distracting as much. But what does a specific time with God look like in prayer? It's definitely individual you know we're all different and so you might be a morning person i might be a night person so uh, our time with prayer our time with the lord is really dependent upon what's really best for you and so i would say you know whatever that is you know in terms of your schedule uh, just to find time you know to take the time to pray and like i said you know um you can pray anytime, you know, and so someone might say, well, how, how do I fit the time in? Well, if you're into technology, social media, maybe pray as much as you check out Facebook or Twitter or other social media sites. And just what I love about prayer is that, you know, it can reach, reach anyone anywhere at any time. And so I just think it's individual. I think as an individual, you have to find out what's best for you to be able to spend time in prayer. That is good because someone who's just now getting saved and coming into the faith, they know about this prayer, but what does it look like to actually be in that space with God and just having to tune out everything else? And so it's good that you mentioned those times where it's just you and God and it's just right there in connection. So. And, and I would add to that, you know, don't overshoot your faith, you know, if, you know, build yourself up. So don't try to go for an hour if you, you can't even get past five minutes. You know, I, I believe God will honor, you know, the time that you're able to do. And so I'll say just slowly progress. You know, if you're if your desire is to pray for, say, for an hour, just build yourself up in increments, you know. But as a new believer, just take time just praying. Um, Definitely read the word, you know, pray scripture, you know, which would be helpful because you're praying the word of God. You know, you can't go wrong with that. And so I would just say by, again, you know, getting in touch with others, connecting with others um, and just taking your time to build your relationship with the Lord. God will honor and help you with that. Amen. Amen. My next question is kind of along those lines. And when Jesus was teaching the disciples how to pray. I notice how the disciples or uh, the disciples kind of ask, teach us to pray, but what does that how of prayer, the how of prayer, and, and just you find in your study going through, uh, we know it as the Lord's Prayer, but it was something that Jesus was giving his disciples. But what kind of is like the how in prayer? Um, you know, you, you, talk, you mentioned your grandfather and going before that special place, going before God, and maybe there's a folding of hands or getting down on your knees. What is the how of prayer and how does that work out in our lives? I don't think there is a one set way. Mm. You know, I, I think, uh, and I don't even know if there's, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, there's a wrong way to pray, but I don't know if there's necessarily one set right way, you know, because you can pray, some people pray with their eyes closed mainly because they don't want to get distracted. But others are able to pray, you know, with their eyes open. You know, I've seen people pray and they're walking, you know, so I don't think there's one specific way. Um, some may start off by just praying by giving God thanks and praise. Others may begin their prayer by just saying, Lord, you know, help me. You know, so <laughs> I think I don't know if there's a right or wrong way exactly. Um, but I, I just think it's uh, as long as you start putting in implementing something, I believe that's what will help you in your prayer life. Yes, we have a question. Let's get a question in. So, Ms. McKenna, you mentioned that, you know, whether it's 30 seconds, a minute, or an hour, but sometimes I feel like if I don't give enough prayer time that I'm kind of cheating, like I'm, I'm not being uh, obedient in my prayer life. Would you need to expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah, I think the, the more time you spend with God, the richer things will be. And so, uh, again, I just think it goes back to, so whether if you're, you're new to praying, you know, just spend a little short amount of time and then working your way up, just like exercising. You, you may not run five miles in the beginning. You might just do half a lap. <laughs> but after, over time, you'll get yourself there. So I would say um, if your desire is to spend more time with God, maybe just taking, taking a moment to look at your schedule and find out what pockets of time are best for you. You know, I wouldn't recommend uh, using the time that you might more, li- more than likely fall asleep, you know, <laughs> but maybe a time where you're mo- most alert uh, to be able to pray. Um, I think even with this pandemic, you, you could walk around with your mask on praying. People won't even know. But uh, I would say find out what's a good time for you and then from there start building. Um, I wouldn't say, you know, just pray two hours and, you know, there's no substance there. You know, I, I do, again, I think there's quality over quantity sometimes, but I do believe that God values the fact that we spend quantity of time with him. So I would just say find out what's best for you and to build from there. I hope that answers the question. Another question over here. Yeah, so uh, just to try to repeat the question. So, uh, yeah, I would say, so why do people, why is prayer least attended and why do individuals um, only pray when things either go wrong or when they need something? Um, I would say, one, it could just be uh, lack of understanding um, to understand the value of prayer. And yeah, God, God is not, you know, as people say, God's not a genie, you know, and I that's why I said earlier, you know, that prayer has to be something that's daily. You know, I think some people believe that prayer is only a time when I'm sick, lost my job, things are going wrong in life, and now I should pray. And I believe God wants us to always spend time praying. And scripture shows us that Jesus always spent time to, to pray um, before he did things, even before he began his ministry. But I would say, yeah, I think it's a lack of understanding. In terms of discipleship, some folks just don't realize the essence or the power of prayer and what it can really do, um, just really individually to help give you that peace, to give you that joy, to give you strength, uh, and also to be able to know what God is saying, God is calling for you to do. Um, So I would think it's probably just people just don't realize the value of it. And of course, unfortunately, with the way the times and the days are going now, we see some some institutions are getting rid of prayer, you know, whether it's, you know, we saw it from schools or even some churches that prayer is the least, um, the least thing that they do. You know, but I think it goes back to people wanting to do things for God instead of actually wanting to spend time with God. And I think that's where we see uh, that issue today.
I hope that answers the questions. Follow up. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would. Oh, so uh, why prayer should be read. So the question was, and I'll try to sum it up, was that when it comes to discipleship, why is prayer not at the top of the list and at the bottom? And I would say maybe, again, it's the lack of understanding. Uh, but I would say even just from example for our service today, you know, we began with prayer, prayer during service, prayer at the end of service. For some places, they just, again, don't realize the value of us just always wanting to submit ourselves to God um, and to hear from the Lord to grow. Um, so I think it could be a complicated, uh, complex, you know, answer. But at the same time, I think it's just simply because we people find themselves wanting to do so many things for the Lord versus always being dependent upon God and being in communication with him. Well, we're so grateful for that. We encourage everyone to get inside prayer. We see some of our youth here, um, just everyone. If you get children at home, you know, every part of the family should be involved in prayer. And so thank you so much, Minister Kenneth, for that. And we appreciate the questions on that. Thank God for the word on today. Amen.